I had a, a property, John, that was, a, I think, a 2008 built, uh, 2009 built uh, property that was recently listed and the, the seller wanted to give zero financials, no financials whatsoever. Finally, they gave a rent roll. So I based everything on the rent roll and I told the broker, I said, look, my offer is going to be based on 60% expense growth, income to expense. And I said, I, I know this is a new property, so it's likely closer to 35 to 40%, but I got to base it on 60 because this guy's giving me nothing. And he said, yeah, we, we get it. We've been trying to get him to do it, but it's kind of what everybody else is saying. I'm assuming the broker kept on selling or sending this guy emails like I sent and finally convinced them to give their expenses because about five days before offers were due, the expense sheet came out and it totally changed, totally changed assumptions. It is a common saying among real estate investors that you make money when you buy, not when you sell. While this catchy phrase has value, it fails to convey how easy it is to lose money through poor property management and simply lacking a good business plan. Whether you self-manage or hire a professional, it is important to understand how to overcome the common pitfalls and challenges with rental properties. That's why you have tuned in to Maximizing Your Property Value, the apartment owner's guide to operating their rental properties as a successful investment business. I'm your host, John Stiles, real estate agent at Bridge Realty. As a current multifamily investor and former property manager myself, I understand the headaches you're going through. It's all too easy to lose your money and your mind in this business, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can find success. It takes a solid business plan. It takes tested systems. It takes key team members, and that is what this show is all about. So let's take a deep dive and maximize your property value. Welcome back, everybody. This is John Stiles, real estate agent with Bridge Realty. I am joined again by Todd Dexheimer. Todd, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, we're going to continue in, continue on with our series on maximizing your property value. Again, this series is designed for apartment owners who are looking to maximize their property value. Uh, but a lot of the stuff we talk about in this series can be applied to any type of real estate investment. So um, the topic we're going to cover today is within the category of selling your property. Um, and that's usually where you realize a lot of your, your value is when you've sold it. And so what I'd like to talk about is, is having detailed records of that property. So as it's, it's important to, to realize that the, the potential property buyer is not just buying the asset itself, not just the physical building. Of course, that's what they're going to own. But what's going to encourage them to buy that is the documentation that backs that up. And so, um, Todd, you've gone through uh, several transactions in, in your real estate investing career. Um, what are some of the documents that, that have been important to you when you've considered buying a property? Well, I think from the onset, it's really important to have, there's, there's two main things that I want to see is I want to see a very complete and detailed rent roll. Uh, that rent roll needs to include you know, obviously the tenant's name, how much they're paying in rent. It's nice to see what you think the quote unquote market rent is, even though I could really kind of care less about that. It's just nice to see that the, the sellers put thought into it. Um, 
it's nice to see. I like to see, you know, which ones are delinquent and which ones are on time, how much they have outstanding. I want to see the lease expiration. I want to see if they're month to month or uh, still on a lease. Um, so as much detail as possible on those tenants is definitely helpful. So a complete detailed rent rolls is really, really important. And then the other thing is uh, I, I want to see uh, some financials. So I want to see a, a trailing 12, a T12, which was the last 12 months. So it's not necessarily year end, but I like to see, you know, what do we have from what, you know, right now it's, it's August. So what do I have from August last year to August this year? Um, if it's, it, maybe I don't have August, maybe I, uh, obviously I don't have August if it's in August, but it, I have hopefully July. And if I don't have July, I at least have June. Um, so I could show June through June. So I want to see a T12. And then the other thing I like to see, and this isn't 100% necessary up front, but the more accurate you want people's offers to, if you want people's offers to be accurate, the, the more information you provide. So the other thing I like to see is, is the last two years. So it's 2018. I want to see 2017 and 2016 performance. I might go, oh crap, well, 2016 was a bad year can I show that it's been trending upward and can, do I have a story that tells me why 2016 was a bad year? If you can't provide that, I think it's difficult uh, for people. Now you could say, oh crap, 2016 was a bad year. I'm not going to provide. I'm only going to do 17 and, and my T12. You know, that's fine. You can try it and try to get away with it, but don't be surprised when somebody gets your property under contract and then when that is a requirement, sees it and then tries to retrade on the property a little bit. So don't be shocked when something like that happens. The more information you have and can provide, the less retrading there should be. Yeah, and retrading is is you know either during the inspection period or or some some point along the negotiation process where you've had that initial agreed upon price, but now due to new information the buyer wants a discount on the property or to change some sort of the terms and they're retrading on that, that purchase. So yeah. you really want to try to avoid that. So if you can have your documents um, already available and, and ready to go up front, that can really help your case. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, if, if, if you're not, if you're looking at selling or thinking I'm going to sell um, and you don't have that stuff in order, it, it may be okay. You need to start getting in order though right now. So when, when you, John, go and start marketing their property, they at least have some control of the income and expenses and, and some details. So even if it's six months, but if you can tell that story of, look, this is a, this owner hasn't, you know, spent the time and energy on that they've been worried about managing the property and they do a really good job and and uh you know for the last six months they've got this is their detail now we can kind of hopefully tell the story and there's reasoning behind it and and john as, as a as a agent you're going to be able to still sell their property um especially if we can tell a story of look they they've been busy focusing on managing the property getting the rents up and now here's our last six months of rents. But yep. And if you detail. have, if you have a professional management company working for you, they should have all of this stuff available for you. So we yeah. do find it's, it's they better have it. Otherwise you should fire them. Yeah. <laughs> but so this problem 
you know, maybe happens more often for self-managed properties. And, you know, I totally understand managing your property yourself. I, I have properties myself that I manage. So, you know, you can do that to an extent. But if you're not keeping up with all the books and all the documentation, at least hire an assistant who can do some of the more, you know, day-to-day -day, like data entry and um, just bookkeeping and all these things that maybe it's not your forte. Uh, but if you can have those things organized and detailed and available, it's just going to really help your case when you go to sell the property. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Hey, I want to interrupt the show quick to tell you about an exciting opportunity to take your real estate investing career to the next level. I'm talking about the North Star Real Estate Conference that's coming up September 20th and 21st of 2019 in the Twin Cities. At this conference, we'll have both local and national speakers covering topics such as syndicating apartment deals, crowdfunding, getting started in commercial real estate, business mindset, and so much more. Aside from the amazing speakers, what makes this conference great is that the proceeds from the event are dedicated to charity. Now, for a limited time, if you enter my last name as a promo code at checkout, you can get $100 off your ticket for the weekend. Again, type in S-T-I-L-E-S -E for $100 off your ticket. Just follow the link in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. Now, let's get back to the show. So we've talked about the rent roll and the income. Uh, I would add to that the leases. Um, sometimes when I've reviewed leases for property owners, you know, not everything is really complete. There might be some missing signatures. Some of the dates might be incorrect. Like, you know, if, if the property manager didn't get the dates updated from the last time they filled out the lease, I've seen where the end of the lease is actually before the beginning of the lease. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I've, I've done that before. I'm, I'm guilty of that because you keep the 17 in there for 2017. Right. Instead of the lease expiring in 2018, it expires in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, take that extra moment to review the lease, make yeah. sure it makes sense, make sure it's complete and have them all in, in like uh, potentially like a Google Drive folder that you can have all your leases in. And when it's when you're ready, you can just share that folder, and they're all there, ready to go. Yeah, and and I don't know that you have to share the leases up front, um, sure. but be prepared to share them because anybody that puts your property under contract is going to want to see them. Right. Um, and right. if they're not asking for them, then I would question their their availability to actually close on the property anyway, because they should they should want that type of stuff. Same thing with your your tax returns. Um, you know, they may not need them up front for underwriting purposes, but they're going to want them uh, eventually. Same thing with utility bills. I always ask for utility bills. I want to see the last 12 months worth of utility bills. You need to provide that for me. Uh, I don't need that up front, but it needs to match your expense sheets. Um, so make sure you keep that type of stuff. And it doesn't mean you need to keep them in piles of paper. You can put them on the internet. Yeah. So... so. Yeah, there's, there's different stages of providing this documentation, uh, like you've pointed out here. So, but it's important to just have it ready so that yeah. um, if the property sells much quicker than you expected, you're not kind of rushing around and holding up the process because, oh, you have to file that 
extension for the tax returns or you have to find the leases in the filing cabinet right you know whatever the case may be do the work ahead of time and uh, just be ready for that and expect the question to come yeah as a seller if you can provide john with all that information uh, up front or have it ready and so he knows that it's on a google drive or a dropbox um that's going to be really beneficial because a lot of people, including myself, write the contract is the due diligence doesn't start until I get that information or maybe it starts, but it basically gets extended if I don't get it within a certain amount of days. Like the last contract I just did, uh, the guy really wanted the due diligence to start day one. And I said, that's fine, but then you have to get me all the required documents within day three. And if you don't, it just continues to extend it until I do get that. And so if you're not ready and you can't get it done right away, that's going to just extend that whole time period of where your property's tied up. And anybody who's selling property wants to know that their property when it's tied up is actually going to close. And so the quicker you can get through the due diligence, the quicker you know that it's going to close. Right. And I guess the last point I'd like to make about all this is just the better organized that you appear uh, and, and actually are, the more confident the buyer is going to be in what you're providing them. Mm -hmm. So if it takes you a long time to come up with answers and, and it looks kind of like things are just thrown together, then the buyer is going to probably doubt the information that you're giving them. Whereas if it's all ready to go up front, they're going to say, wow, the seller has their, their, their game together. They know what they're doing. This, if this is the way they take care of their books and their, and their organization, I'm sure that they take good care of the property. Right. And that's just going to, like I said, maximize your property value in the sale there. Yeah. And I think for a seller, be, be prepared to have, um, you know, John or, or a different broker. If you, unfortunately, if you aren't using John, um, but be prepared to have that broker tell you realistic expectations as well. If you're man self-managing and you think you're, you're going to sell it based on repairs of 3% of the gross income or something like that, it's just not going to happen. John's going to have to tell you, look, the market is at whatever it is, 10%. And then same thing with management. If you're putting a zero management fee in there, well, look, market's probably at four to 5%, maybe 3% depending on the size of your property, uh, maybe 6% or, or more depending on the size of your property. Uh, so we're going to put, or he's going to put more realistic expectations on there. Um, and that, that is only helpful actually in the end, because any buyer is going to do that as well. And you'd rather have them use John's assumptions than their own assumptions. Because if a broker is assuming versus if I'm going to assume, I guarantee I'm going to assume worse than what the broker is. Um, I had a, a property, John, that was, a, I think, a 2008 built, uh, 2009 built uh, property that was recently listed and the, the seller wanted to give zero financials, no financials whatsoever. Finally, they gave a rent roll. So I based everything on the rent roll and I told the broker, I said, look, my offer is going to be based on 60% expense growth, income to expense. And I said, I, I know this is a new property, so it's likely closer to 35 to 40%, but I got to base it on 60 because this guy's giving me nothing. And he said, yeah, we, we get it. We've been trying to get him to do it, but it's kind of what everybody else is saying. I'm assuming 
the broker kept on selling or sending this guy emails like I sent and finally convinced them to give their expenses because about five days before offers were due, the expense sheet came out and it totally changed, totally changed assumptions. Yeah. And I, I did not get the property, but I'm assuming with that made that property sell for, for so much more. Now you might not want to share expenses if, if you're spending at 80% or something crazy like that and you're hoping people assume less, then, uh, then maybe it, it isn't worth sharing, but for the most <laughs> part it's worth sharing. You're well, going to have to share it anyway. That's right. the problem. You're going to have to share it anyway. If the expenses are that high, most likely there should be a good reason for it. So Right. Right. You, John, are going to sell that story. You're going to tell why they're so high. And so just because they're super high um, doesn't mean that people are going to base their offer solely on that. So Yeah. Just the point is with, without information, the buyer will make assumptions and they're going to be to the buyer's favor. Yes. With information, then the buyer has something concrete to go on. So Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, good points. Okay, Todd, that's all we're going to cover for today. Uh, again, I appreciate you coming on my show today. If people want to get more information about you, Todd, uh, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Sure. I'd say there's two ways. One, uh, I've got my podcast, which John, you're on every week. Uh, it's called Pillars of Wealth Creation. So they can go on to you know, iTunes, YouTube, wherever, and find Pillars of Wealth Creation. Um, and they can go on to my website. My website is Venture D properties.com. So it's venturedproperties.com. They can check me out there as well. Wonderful. And if anybody is here in Minnesota looking to buy or sell uh, multifamily investment properties, I'd love to be a resource for you in that. So do get in touch with me. You can go to my website, john uh, realestatestyles.com. My email address is john at realestatestyles.com. Or you can call me directly at 612 554-7794. And thanks so much for watching. Be sure to hit the subscribe and notification button so that you can watch and hear when the next video comes out. Awesome. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. The opinions shared on this show are for informational purposes only and should not be taken as a solicitation for representation or investment in any specific offering. Please consult with your financial, legal, tax, and real estate advisor before making any investment decisions. John Stiles is a licensed Minnesota real estate agent with Bridge Realty. Thanks for tuning in to Maximizing Your Property Value, the apartment owner's guide to operating rental properties as a successful business. If you're considering scaling up, downsizing, or right-sizing your real estate investment portfolio, it's important to know how to determine your property's value in today's market. That's why I've put together a free ebook for you called How to Calculate Your Investment Property's Value. To get your copy, go to www.realestatestyles.com forward slash value. Now, if you found any value in today's show, be sure to subscribe to our email newsletter, YouTube channel, and podcast through your favorite podcast player. All the links are in the show notes. And would you do me a big favor? Help me get the word out about this show by sharing with your friends on Facebook and LinkedIn. And lastly, we appreciate your five-star rating on iTunes. I really appreciate you and wish you the best in your real estate investing career. Signing off, I'm John Stiles with Bridge Realty. Make it a great day.